Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of, they have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Three three seven seven as our Q and A power hour gets underway. We do have a voicemail to play to start off this Q and A power hour. Let's get into it. Um, this is Liam Williamson here. Um, I put four hundred fifty dollars on the Georgia game. 
Um, do you think we'll agree we'll beat Georgia? Yes or no? Uh, go ahead and call me back. Please and thank you. I think he said his first name was Liam. I have either way, caller calls in, says he has put four hundred and fifty dollars on the Georgia game and says, Do you think that we will beat Georgia? I don't know if that was Cody Gaskin's son who just called in because Cody has gone on record and said, I'll be there to rush the field when the Gamecocks beat Georgia. If you're putting $450 on the Gamecocks to beat Georgia, God bless you. Um, You could have donated that $450 to TSUS, honestly. You could have given that $450 to NIL. You could have done something productive with that $450 instead of flushing it down the drain. (laughs) I mean, just saying. Guys, I also wanted to point to this or make this point really quickly. And I I, I don't know if they're tuning in the show. I doubt they are. I, I have no idea, though. But when I was on Inside the Gamecocks this morning, I saw someone comment during our appearance, and I was not able to get to the question. Again, if they're in here, I hope they leave the comment again or or speak up or what have you. But someone said and asked me, Chris, you've locked in 7-5 and as your prediction for the 2023 season. And I was asked, Chris, do you intentionally pick? He said, that feels a game or two or three off for South Carolina this year. Do you intentionally pick a game or two more conservative so that, you know, you're you're happily surprised? Or, you know, basically asking, do I go ultra conservative in my predictions? And the answer is absolutely not. No, I, I, I pick based off of what I really think is going to happen. 76 Gamecocks was the one who left the question. And, I, you know, I wish he was in here, he or she was in here, so that he could leave the question, he or she could leave the question again, and I could fully answer it. But based off what I briefly saw, no. I, I do not give conservative predictions in that manner. And that actually led me, guys, believe it or not, that led me to looking back at all of the season predictions I've given for South Carolina since I started doing this. And what I found might surprise you. So here we go. 2017, January of 2017, I started creating content around the Gamecocks in any capacity. I do not believe, do not recall, do not believe that I made predictions for the 2017 season. So we're going to throw that one out. 2018 was the first season that I recall and that it's documented that I made predictions for that season. In 2018, I picked the Gamecocks to go, and it's documented either eight and four or nine. I want to say nine and three. I, I want to say nine and three, but it was eight and four or nine and three. And ruination, by the way, I, I didn't take the comment as disrespectful. I just wanted to address it because I think it's a good question. But I'm shedding light just on that. Back in 2018, I picked, even if it was eight and four, I picked South Carolina to win eight games. In 2018, we all recall what happened. South Carolina finished 7-6 and six 
with a loss to Virginia in the Belt Bowl. In 2019, you might recall, we did our season preview show predictions, what have you, with Brad Crawford that summer. I predicted South Carolina to go 7-5. Of course, as we all know, the Gamecocks in 2019 went 4-8. and eight. In 2020, I very realistically picked South Carolina to go 3-7. and seven. The Gamecocks finished 2-8 and eight that season. In 2021, year one of Shane Beamer, I picked the Gamecocks to go 6-6, six 3-5. And six, and South Carolina went 6-6, six 3-5. And, six, and, and finally last year, I picked South Carolina to go 8-4, and 4-4 four, four and four in the preseason with a win over Clemson. South Carolina, you know where I'm going with this, went 8-4, and 4-4 four, four and four in SEC play with a win over Clemson. The point I'm making a 76 Gamecock and all the rest of you is this. Do you realize that I have never, in the history of TSUS, I have never given season predictions and missed on the conservative side. I've only missed on the optimistic side. Even 2020, when I came out with a 3-7 and seven prediction and I was labeled as negative and toxic, I was obviously being over-optimistic. 2019, 7-5, I was obviously being over-optimistic. 2018, the same exact thing. So, quite on the contrary, you know, people label me at times as, you know, they see a 7-5 and five record. They see a loss to Clemson. Oh, you're being negative. Slap dick, slap dick, slap dick take. Guys, I've never missed on the conservative side. I've only been overly optimistic. I don't pray to be correct yet again. I don't pray to miss on that side yet again. I hope for the first time ever, South Carolina actually exceeds my prediction. But to this point, they haven't. It's never happened. And so when I make predictions, I could argue to you, I'm picking on the optimistic side. The numbers would say I'm correct. Either way, guys, let's dive into your questions more. So I just thought that was really interesting because some will, some will say, oh, he's picking seven and five, slap dick C. Philly. He thinks we're losing to Tennessee. What a slap dick. He thinks we're losing to Clemson. Like, I'd say in years past, it's more likely we go six and six than eight and four if my pick seven and five. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And no, I don't try to be one or two games conservative. I am trying to be correct. Like, I'd like to be correct because sure as shit, y'all let me know when I'm wrong. Don't get a lot of acknowledgement when we're right, but damn it, we hear it from everybody when we're wrong. Anyways, that being said, let's jump into the questions. We have a ton of them here on this Thursday at 2.06 p.m. in our third hour. Bruin Nation, find some joy. Ruination, just tell me to screw off next time. I'd much prefer that. I'm a grown man, not a child. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm, tons of questions. Tons of questions. Uh, 
Will Korb, what do you think about Petri playing baseball through the summer? I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, all the top guys do that, Will. All the top college guys, they play in like a Cape Cod league or some sort of summer wood bat league because baseball has turned into a 24-7, 365 sport just like everything else. So, no, I love it, though. It's good. It's, it's great to keep the, the game sharp. And, and, you know, he's not a pitcher. He doesn't necessarily need to give his arm three months of rest, two months of rest like some guys. So, either way. Um, let's see. Getting into your more recent questions. John Edwards says, Shane Beamer press conference at 3 o'clock. Where are we seeing that? I'm not doubting you. Oh, look at me. Knocking over the, the phone line there in excitement. Where are let – me, let me check real quick. We'll check the Gamecock YouTube page. Is it one of those things where it's, it's scheduled as a YouTube – there it is. Yes, sir. Shane Beamer press conference, 3 o'clock, scheduled on YouTube. So, no, the answer is no. We will not be staying live after to cover the press conference. I will. We will end this thing right at 3 o'clock, and then I will tune into that, cover the presser, of course, and uh, the podcast. Everything will drop as normal. That's something we got to kind of figure out this year. That's something we got to kind of figure out this year with the live show um, you know, I know that we have aired Shane Beamer's press conferences on Tuesdays before. I don't know that we're going to do that. I, I really don't. Um, just because we're going to have so much subject matter to discuss, I, I just don't know that we really have time, guys, to put it on these airwaves. So, I don't know. Either way, guys, good on John Edward pointing it out, by the way. Shane Beamer speaking at 3 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Be sure to check it out. Luke Kennedy says, I'm right there with you, Chris. Can't be a game or two off. I'm in the 6-6 six and six crowd. I love the Gamecocks more than anything. No reason to believe we can beat Missouri and Kentucky just being real. Well, Luke, I would say this. To, to just play devil's advocate and kind of push back on your Kentucky take, I mean, listen, that game at home in November – you got to like South Carolina's chances there. I, I think you got to like South Carolina's chances there for sure. Um, you know, Mizzou and Como going to be tough. Going to be tough, man. And I mean, that's what's funny. Like, people look at my seven and five prediction, and some might scoff at it. Whatever, you know. We uh, some people have labeled oh, that 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 lazy seven and five take. You know, I I, I will just uh, I'll say this. Yes, I have Carolina losing to Mississippi State. But I've also got the Gamecocks stealing too late against Mizzou and Kentucky. So, I think if you win both of those, that's pretty solid, right? And we're talking about a place in Como, what, you haven't won there since 2000, when was it, 16? No, excuse me, 18, when Debo took the kickoff back. You haven't won there since 2018, or was that 17? I think it was 17. I'm getting my, yeah, it was 17, yes, because 19, 19 was the Ryan Holinsky backwards fumble pass thing. Uh, it was 2017. So 2017 is the last time you've won in Columbia, Missouri. It'd be impressive to get a win there. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, let's see. Brennan M says, Chris Phillips must have pulled his hair out when Mark talked about the bad things about the expanded playoff. Newsflash, 
it'll diminish the regular season. Yes, Brennan M., I think that the casuals, it will. I don't think Dot, and that's the biggest thing, too. And I guess that's what you have to factor in. So, to your point, if we're trying to generate more buzz and more interest in college football, does an expanded playoff and the regular season games, quote-unquote, meaning less, does it diminish value for, if you're a diehard, you're showing up. No matter what, we all love college football, you're showing up. But does it diminish value if those upsets don't mean as much anymore? Sure. But the NFL makes it work. That's the greatest product sports puts out there on a year-in, year-out basis. They have a playoff. Guys, you can lose six, seven regular season games in the NFL and make the playoffs. Why doesn't the NFL's numbers suffer? I, I know this isn't the NFL, but why don't their numbers suffer? I mean, if a playoff is so bad, how does it work at that level? Just asking. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Justin. Justin, what's up, man? How are you? How you doing, Chris? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. I appreciate you asking. What's going on? Hey, Chris, um, I'll be watching, I'll be listening to AC Pat Pat, man. The ACC is in bad shape, Chris. The ACC is in bad shape, Justin. Um, the Pac-12 worse, though. I, I think it's, the Pac-12 is literally on life support. Um, but yeah, man, the ACC, even if you lose Florida State, you lose Clemson, who knows, man? Who knows what it looks like, so. Um, yeah, hey, yeah. Chris, yeah. Because the thing about this, Chris is how bold me yesterday. They say, well, if we go to the SC of Big Ten, well, how much money might go get? You know, Chris? Yeah, I and mean, it, it, it's a bag chase at this point, man. I mean, everything is, and I know that 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 wears on people. And I listen, I totally get it. I really do. Um, but it's uh it is what it is. It's just the nature of the beast, and here we are, and realignment's a real thing, and it's you know, it's 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 funny, the more it happens the more I find myself saying rivalries over realignment. But it's it's inevitable, man. It's inevitable. Yeah, and Chris, the thing about South Carolina, they have some – there's a board trusting me about – and Sonny C.C. School said, who will go play in the SC in the official? That's what they look at now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how college ball shakes out, the future of it. It's It's so many moving pieces. Yeah, because you wish this now happened to anybody, right, Chris? Yeah. No, yeah, man. I, I, I just – I wonder how the SEC, what they do in this, if they decide to expand. or I, I don't think they will. I think they feel good about what they've got coming in with Texas and Oklahoma. But, you know, Greg Sankey is a forward-thinking commissioner, and he will take action if necessary. If the right team shows up, I, I, I don't think they will hesitate to act. Oh, yeah. And Chris, the thing about this, and you're great, thank you. <laughs> who who should I look at the most, right, Chris? Who's what now? If if I great second, what do I should look at the most, Chris? Who's doing good? I mean, listen, not, I, I yeah. If right? I uh, if I was Greg Sankey, you talk about expanding the brand, the blueprint. I think North Carolina would be a good ad because anytime you can add the state school and you can kind of capture the entire mm-hmm. state. I think that helps. So I think North Carolina is a team that makes sense. You know, I think Florida State makes sense. That's a huge national brand. I really do believe they make a lot of sense. 
Gamecock fans hate here. I think Clemson makes sense. I mean, Clemson's an SEC team in the ACC anyways. I mean, that's how – it's almost like identify the things that don't fit in the ACC. Clemson and Florida State are just – they're on a different level from the stadium to the facilities to the results. You know, Clemson is literally an, F- an SEC team in the, AC- in, in the ACC. So, I'm not saying I necessarily want them to come over, but if I'm Greg Sankey, if I'm Greg Sankey and – you know, I'm looking to make a splash. Those were a couple that I think stand out that could, uh, you know, that that could uh, that could make a difference. That, that could provide a lot of value to the SEC. Oh yeah, I agree too, Chris. And think about this: if you're great second, go see Saka and Nokia again on September to see how they do. Right, Chris? Indeed, yeah, indeed, man. That, that's gonna be that's gonna be a pivotal game. You know, it's big for South Carolina, and the SEC is fine either way. On the flip side. It's a big game for the ACC. Yeah, if they can if they can take down South Carolina, all of a sudden, you know, you prove that hey, we're we're a pretty damn good conference too. I mean, that's 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 a big game for their conference. Oh yeah, it is, Chris. And think about Florida State too. If you watch Florida State attitude this year, if I grant second, let me go see what Florida State attitude look like, right, Chris? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Justin, I appreciate the call, my guy. Always a pleasure to chat with you. We'll uh, we'll get you on sometime again soon, Justin Martin. Always a pleasure to hear from him. I want to go back to this comment really quick. We're going to jump into a break in just a second. But back on this prediction thing. Madison Duncan, Chris, while you predict a 7-5 and five season, what bowl game do you predict we end up in? You know, Madison, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a huge, like, bowl game projector guy. My guy Brad Crawford does that. College Football News does that. Others do that as well. But I want to go back to this for a second because, again, I see Lady Bree in the chat, and I'm totally fine being labeled as Chris the Realist Phillips. But I ask you this. If you're picking like 10-2 and two this year, 9-3, and three, when's the last time South Carolina exceeded your preseason pick? Has it ever happened? I, I'm just – let's awesome. jump to the lines. Will from Dirty Myrtle. Will, what's up, man? How are you? Good. Uh, just uh... – Wanted to call real quick, and uh, I know you're about to go on a break. I'll make it kind of quick. Just uh, wanted to say, uh, one, how exciting is it that football is finally back? We got some picks in tonight to watch. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just ready to see these newcomers, man. You get, you know, tomorrow we're going to start getting reports on what Nick Harbour is doing, on, you know, what Braswell is doing, you know, all these question marks we got. It's just a real exciting time, man. We've been talking football for – eight months of the off-season that is no off-season, and it's finally here, and it's exciting and worried and, and you know, all the different emotions going on and just happy that we're finally going to start getting some feedback because, you know, there's just, you know, every season has its own life, but this one seems to be one of those seasons where there's so much optimist, you know, there's optimistic feelings around, but there's also pessimistic feelings about the run game and everything else. So just excited to see the newcomers get in and do their thing and, you know, Paul Power and everybody else, all these freshmen. And, and that's all I had to say, brother. I'll hang up a little Will, I appreciate the call, man. Really good stuff, as always, from our guy Will from Dirty Myrtle. Uh, yeah, I mean, certainly, man. As fall camp gets going, that's, that's you know, we talked top storylines earlier in the week. I mean, that's that's a big one. You know, these youngsters, these young guys that you're relying on to play, you know, big-time minutes for you this season and make a big-time impact. Again, not just be like nice role players and depth boosters and, Nah, you're relying on a lot of these freshmen to be impact players, impact guys. We'll see if they can do that. Um, so, going to be a lot of fun as fall camp gets going. Shane Beamer speaks 
to the media today at 3 o'clock to preview fall camp, talk all things Gamecocks football. CCM, if Beamer and Loggins are smart men, which I imagine they are, I'd say the offense looks a lot like it did for the last three games of last year. CCM, do we think it's that simple? Because I think, CCM, when people say that, the offense looks like it was the last three games of last year. I feel like what Gamecock fans are more trying to say is, it looks more like the Tennessee game. Because... The Clemson game? And I mean, I think that's a fair expectation. The Clemson game of last year, that offense, that's a fair expectation. South Carolina couldn't run the ball. Spencer Rattler put the team on his back. He almost lost the game a couple of times. Beamer ball was a huge factor. Defensive being opportunistic was a huge factor. And South Carolina found a way to win by one point. That recipe is not always going to work. So I think that's actually what South Carolina is going to be a lot of this year. They're probably going to play with that formula. Special teams will be consistent. Spencer Rattler will have his moments of brilliance marred with moments of inconsistency and mind-blowing turnovers. Hopefully less of them, but they're going to be there because he's a gunslinger. Offensive line's going to be kind of what it's been. Running game's going to be very hit or miss. And in games in which South Carolina can overcome that, they'll be good offensively. Better, at least. In games when they can't. I mean, I'll I'll just tell you guys this as we go into a break. That's why I've said so many times, my prediction for Dabble Loggins is simply this. Is he an upgrade over Marcus Satterfield? Absolutely. There are many of you in the chat that would be an upgrade from Marcus Satterfield. You can't be worse than Marcus Satterfield was at South Carolina. But what I think people are going to realize at the end of this season was Dabble Loggins and up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great, sure. But South Carolina's got to upgrade the talent. 
on the offensive front. And they're doing that. They're doing that in a big way. But, guys, if you can't block, I don't care what the play call is. doesn't matter. You're not going to see the results. And you can't always go back to blame the play call, blame the play call. Blame. Sometimes the execution's just not there. If you don't have the Jimmys and Joes, guess what? There's no X's and O's that can overcome that. And so I think that's where the inconsistencies will come in. From Brett McMurphy via Twitter, he tweeted this out uh, just a bit ago. Big Ten just trying to figure out financials at this point on Oregon and Washington. Sources have told Action Network, quote, there is no more research or information needed on Oregon and Washington, end quote. Big Ten sources said, quote, we have everything we need, end quote. So there you go. Oregon, Washington, to the Big Ten. They can figure it out financially, which <laughs> there's a will, there's a way. They're going to get it done. So they're going to get it done. It's uh, college football is just rapidly, rapidly changing, rapidly changing before our very eyes. For some reason, the comment just disappeared, but somebody said pub sub plus TSUS. Bro, you're going to make me hungry. I, I love a good pub sub. Love a good pub sub. So, I love how Brendan M. is behind on everything. So, he's commenting the expansion of the playoff. Are you really comparing this point to the NFL? There's so much more parity. I, I get that. I'm just simply stating. They do it with the playoff. Make it work well, too. Let's jump to the lines here. Call from Robbie Davis, Zach's Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing pretty good on this Thursday. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, my man. I appreciate you asking. What's going on? Um, I just wanted to uh, say something about recruiting a little bit because you were talking about it earlier on in the show and then earlier on with uh, Mark Ryan. Um, I, I personally, to an extent, don't really care too much about recruiting because at the end of the day I do not have control over who comes to South Carolina you don't have control over who comes to South Carolina no one has control over who comes to South Carolina to play football okay now, don't misunderstand me, okay? I, I, I know recruiting is a big, a big deal, okay? I know it is. And, but at the end of the day, you're going to get who you're going to get, regardless of who it is. I don't care if it's a five-star athlete or if it's a, a, a four-star wide receiver or what have you, okay? At the end of the day, Beamer's job is to build a winning football program no matter who he gets when it comes to recruiting. Whenever we get uh, a guy like a five-star Nicholas Harver or what have you, just because he's a five-star player does not mean he's going to be does not always mean he's going to be a plug-in immediately and he's going to freaking <clears throat> make defenses look like mincemeat, okay? 
he's got Beamer and the coaching staff have to figure out what he's really, really good at and put him in the best possible position to help to, to put him or anyone else in the best possible position to help the football team win football games. And that's exactly and, the, and those and those doing. points and those points, Robbie, are all valid. I, I will say this though, because you're you're kind of, you know, whether you're doing it intentionally or not, you're you're sort of echoing the commentary from the stars don't matter crowd when it comes to recruiting. And, and let me be very clear: stars do matter. Mm-hmm. They absolutely do. Did you notice that we literally okay. spent? 20 minutes on the show celebrating and talking about a five-star. We don't normally do that. We don't normally sit here oh, and talk yeah. for 15. I know we don't. So if, if the stars didn't matter, <clears throat> whether it be a three or four or five, the reactions would mm-hmm. all be the same. Like there's a reason you celebrate to a degree you do when you land a five-star prospect versus when you land anybody else. And that's not to say, again, that mm-hmm. some of those – Four stars may not be better, or, you know, whatever, a three-star exceed. But the teams that get the most of those four and five stars over a long period of time, they're the teams that win. Yeah. Bottom line. I mean, they're, they're the teams that win. Right. Now, that's why I've said that for Shane Beamer to have success, to overachieve, to do what he's doing, and they've done this the first two years. <clears throat> but South Carolina's always recruited good enough. Never been an elite recruiting school. <clears throat> Excuse me. They've always recruited right. good enough. And you can win recruiting good enough. But you better be identifying talent. You better be developing it. You better be identifying right. talent. You better be developing it. That's the big kicker. But at the end of the day, when we're talking about, because as you improve and as you move up in the chain, move up in the ladder, and you know you get to competing for the SEC East. Well, now it's getting real serious. Going to Atlanta, winning the SEC. Those margins for error are razor thin. Mm-hmm. And the difference might be a player. Maybe two players. And guess mm-hmm. what? The team that's recruited and stacked more four and five stars over a four, five, six, however long year period, that's the team that's going to make the play. That's the team that's going to have the depth. That's the team that, yeah. that's where recruiting really factors in. You got to have those guys, man. There's a reason why no teams are won a national title that's below that 50% blue chip ratio. And I know that they do that over at 24 7, and folks love it. And, but I will say that, you know, I've heard people say that it's like a no duh conversation. That was JC Sherbert, I believe, that said that because it's like all the blue chip ratios telling me is that the team that has the most good players wins. Well, no shit. I mean, that, that, that is just, it's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. But so it's yeah. not to say, you know, nobody's going to come out and say if, you know, if South Carolina finished 20th in recruiting and, and, and you know, Florida's finishing third, I, you know, it's one of those things. It's hard for people to be honest about recruiting. It, it is. It's very, very hard. It's difficult. It's a slippery slope. Being critical about recruiting is not received well by college fans. But I've said it many times. I'll say it again. If South Carolina in three, four, five years, if they're playing in the SEC title, it's going to be because recruiting got elevated. Recruiting changed. Bottom line. Yeah. Either that, and recruiting already is elevated. The fact they're recruiting at 16th last year, 
if you finish top 15 this year, I think you're you're very well changing because you've never recruited at a top 15 level annually. That that's right. a really good place to start. And but and personally, I think if we can get go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, but the only way, you know, if you're in Atlanta and that hasn't changed, the only the only rhyme or reason is that every five star you hit panned out in a huge way and you've landed a bunch. See, South Carolina, we just think back late 2000s and what Spurrier did, the five stars of the Alshons and the Clownies and the Lattimores. But one of the biggest reasons that they succeeded at the level they did, it felt like they hit on like every big three-star guy. DJ Swearinger, Melvin Ingram, mm-hmm. Cliff Matthews, yep. I think, was a three-star. You know, Vic Hampton, uh, you know, Connor Shaw, Dylan Thompson, list goes on and on. But that's yeah. not the norm. It's it's not the norm. You know what I mean? So uh, again, it's not the, normal for a three star to become a to become right, a, right. A, and, and, I'll, and I'll say uh, this, right? Like I'll, I'll say this, hero. I'll, I'll say this. Like again, it's it that, that doesn't mean that you, you pick up a commitment from a three star guy and you should throw dirt on him. He's going to be no good. He has no shot. But yeah. The teams that, you know, you want mm-hmm. to be landing more four and five stars than three stars. And you know what? And mm-hmm. especially in a day and age now where stars on everything, but, dude, it's to such a, an exact science where we have social media, we have film on everybody, There's it's being covered like never before. The stars mm-hmm. are more accurate now than they've ever been. So – I have the blue chip that. ratio, no, flipping that is more important mm-hmm. than anything for Beamer. Addressing areas of need, but flipping the blue chip ratio. If he can get South Carolina to a point right. they've never been in blue chip ratio, I think unprecedented results will follow. And I personally believe that if we can get to the point to where, like you said, if we're in like a, if we can get to the point to where our recruiting classes are in the top fifteen or right there at number ten. I think that would be a great thing for South Carolina if we can get to that point to where our recruiting classes are between 15 to 10 ranked nationally. We could build off of that tremendously and get inside of the top 10 Mm -hmm. instead of just being on the outside looking in. I think it's very doable. Listen, I mean, Shane Beamer has already – really exceeded my expectations in recruiting through his first, you know, going on his third year. I mean, I, I think it's possible. Yeah. I think because of his infectious personality and attitude and belief in South Carolina and, you know, the culture that he's built, you know, we throw that culture word around, but I mean, dude, it's, it's, you know, guys want to go play where it's, where it's fun, where they're cared about, where they, where they matter. You know what I mean? They're not just a, a number. They are a human being. And and Shane Beamer does a great job of that. They, you know, Carolina's a fun place to They're play right now. like so. tackling dummies, basically. Right. Carolina's a fun place to play right now. So, I, I mean, I have no doubt that, uh, you know, Shane Beamer can continue to overachieve. Or, yeah, I say overachieve. Do great things in recruiting. I think to get to a top 10 level nationally, that you got to be winning. I, just bottom line. Uh, to get that many good players – you know, that's why winning eight this year is so important. That's why winning eight, winning nine, showing that, like, dude, we're we're knocking on the door of, of the SEC East and being a big-time program and, like, we're not going away. Like, we're Carolina football is here to stay, right? So, 
Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I believe in Shane Beamer and recruiting and, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. And we're just, we're another, we're another day closer to the season opener. And the closer we get, the more excited I get. I mean, it's, it's crazy that football season is about to be here. And like you said, we're going to have the Hall of Fame game tonight. And even though I don't pull for either one of the teams that are in the Hall of Fame game, I will be watching the Hall of Fame game for sure. I mean, why not, man? Football's, football's back on the tube. That itch, like you said. Yeah, football's back on the tube, man. Just because so I want to scratch the itch, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, my brother's, uh, my brother is uh, the chaplain for uh, James F. Burns High School. They have a scrimmage against Clover tonight. I think is what he said. Yeah, they have a scrimmage tonight against Clover. So yeah, my my brother that's a pastor in the upstate, he's the chaplain for Burns. So that's pretty cool. Very nice. Yeah. I mean, listen, the, uh, the the scrimmages for high school football are starting up and just another sign that uh, the smell is, is in the, 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 the smell of the, of the grass and the craziness of, of, of football season is almost here. Indeed. I can't wait, man. Can't, I know we're all, we're all really excited. So. But uh, that's all I got. You have a great rest of your Thursday. And go Gamecocks and to heck with Clemson. I love it, Robbie. Appreciate you, man. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. Take care. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. (laughs) Folks talking about where they're sitting for UNC. Madison Duncan says, I'm in section couch, row home, seat mine. I love it. Let's get to this question. I saw this earlier. Really interesting stuff here. Let me see. Where can I find it? Here we go. Quentin Cade asked this earlier in the show. We were unable to get into it. Did Beamer hire Satterfield? If Beamer did, and now Logan sucks as an OC this year, because we do have the talent to score a bunch of points, is Beamer now on the hot seat to be fired? Just a thought. Quentin, I would say no. To be fired? No. And listen, pressure's a it's a real thing at every SEC school. Like it, welcome to the SEC. You have pressure. You don't want to be at a school where there isn't pressure. But to insinuate that, dude, I mean, even if the offense has a bad year, even if Carolina goes six and six, no, he's not on the hot seat to be fired. Will there, will there be pressure? For sure. Absolutely. And yes, Shane Beamer did hire Marcus Satterfield. You might recall, it was a situation in which he first got the job. He wanted to retain Mike Bobo. And Mike Bobo said, peace out, I'm gone. So he turned to Marcus Satterfield. So that was his hiring. That was the decision that Shane Beamer made. And is there pressure on the Loggins hire to work out? Hell yeah. I mean, we've, we've, we've talked about it over and over and over. <clears throat> we've talked about it over and over. And I see Austin Gregory saying Beamer hired Satterfield as a result of where the program was at when he took over. He and Sat have a personal relationship. Sat was in his wedding. Loggins was his first choice. Austin, I hear what you're saying, and you might be right, and but let's not make any excuses because it sounds like you're trying to make an excuse for Beamer. That, oh, well, it really wasn't his fault. He hired him. 
bottom line, point blank in the story. He hired him. Doesn't matter whether you, you know, what position he's in. He hired him. Could have called anybody. He hired Marcus Satterfield. There's, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I love Shane Beamer, but let's not get into this whole like, well, it actually wasn't his fault. No, he hired him. Hired him. Bottom line, hired him. No matter who was hired at OC, there would have been pressure and there would be pressure for the offense to click into work. In the bottom line. I mean, it doesn't matter. Even if Garrett Riley was the guy, there'd be pressure. But to the point of folks calling for Shane Beamer's job, nah, you're, no, no. But you know, Quentin, I'm, I'm not going to scoff at you like some might because I recall a time not so long ago, a.k.a. last year, when South Carolina lost 38-6 to to Florida and Marcus Satterfield was still employed. You guys heard it too, the rumblings about, well, I, mean, I don't know if Beamer's the guy for the job. He can't make a change at OC. Like, and I see again... I, I see Brendan M commenting in, in in the in the Discord. Reminder that Sat was not Beamer's first choice or his second. He was behind both Loggins and Bobo. Fine. Fair enough. Based off of what we know, you are correct. But he was hired either way. <laughs> Fair or unfair. It's on your record. It's on your record. So and, I mean, here's the thing. He may have been his third choice, but, I mean, Shane Beamer must have believed in if he brought him back after year one. I, I mean, he didn't fire him after year one. He didn't fire him early in the season last year. It took getting embarrassed on national TV to finally do something. And that's a that's a convo for another day. We, we've exhausted it but like that is one of those mysteries that will live on forever for me why did it take so long why you know like I think it was evident after Georgia State how about after Georgia how about after Charlotte and SC State for the love of God how about Mizzou And that's one, I don't care how garnet your glasses are. You can't explain that to me. You, you, There's no logical explanation. I'll never forget the Sunday after the Mizzou game. I'm out of town that day. And I will never forget <laughs> Shane Beamer going on his Sunday teleconference and saying, we're making no changes. At OC. No changes to play calling. Anything. And dude, the Discord went insane. I thought Luke RJ was, was going to give up being a Gamecock fan. For those of you who know who he is. Social media went ballistic. How was that not the game that called for the change? I, I just... I don't know. I, either way, listen, the change was made, all good. I understand, Brendan, by the way, I wasn't calling for Sat to be fired after year one. I, I wasn't. I'm just saying, though, that, I mean, I think Beamer had Sat's back. I think to say that he didn't have his back and that Beamer was just stuck in a situation, 
Well, now I think you're questioning Shane Beamer's integrity. I think Shane Beamer's as real as they come. He's authentic. He's genuine. I think he really authentically, genuinely believed that Marcus Satterfield was going to work. I don't think Shane would have brought somebody in he didn't think could work. I don't think he brings him back for year two if he didn't think he could work. So, you know, I, I listen, Sat may have been the best of a bad situation, but he was Beamer's choice. And so to insinuate that he wasn't Beamer's choice, I don't think it's accurate. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair. Let's turn up the phone lines here. Call from Dale from East Tennessee. Dale, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, man, I got a few things to say, but first off, you know, I got to put something under the rug with you. Yeah, you, Chris. I thought you were my boy, man. Explain. Oh, you know what I'm talking about, man. You, What's this I'm hearing where Rebecca's out here messaging me, telling me she's meeting up with you in Columbia, but you wouldn't hang out with me on your way to Nashville, man. That hurts deep. I got to say, apparently there have been plans made for me that I was unaware of. Man, I, it, it just hurts me deep, man. I respect you, and I call you a friend, and then I hear that, man, and it's just like salt in the wound, you know? Dale, I don't know what to tell you, man. Hey, that was a business trip when I couldn't see you that one time, and I, I'm not even in Columbia, my man, so I don't I don't think we'll be linking up with – uh. With Rebecca anytime soon. Man, you better not, man. You know that saying. I ain't going to say it on the line, but you know, bros, you know. Honestly, guys, I'm just not feeling Dale today, and we got to jump into a break anyways. He did call back in, though, and leave a voicemail for us. So let's let's check out what Dale, what Dale's got to say. Some days you're in the mood. And some, some- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Some days you're not. We got a lot of good questions in here. I don't feel like dealing with Dale's nonsense. Let's see what he's got, though. Man, I'm just trying to figure out why you hung up on me, man. You said it was cool, and then you're going to hang up. I just don't understand. And if you don't tell Zach Sauce Bilbo Baggins to stop poking a bear or whatever people's tagging me in on Twitter, what bear? A build a bear? Come on, man. That ain't the thing. And then John Edward Kruger, I mean, you can tell he's the type of guy that goes to Hooters for the food, man. I'm going to leave it at that. Goes with his dad and sits at the bar and then eats the food. Come on, man. You got to call me back or something. <laughs> oh, God. You see what I'm saying? Some of the silliness. Some of the foolishness. Either way, let's get back into your questions here. Travi, Clayton White's going to be scrutinized this year if we don't fix the run defense. I mean, that's a given. <laughs> run defense got to improve. No doubt. No doubt. Um, Madison, why the hell are folks talking about getting fired? We have 30 days before kickoff this season. Get positive. New year. I mean, listen, Madison, everything's everybody's open to their own opinions, questions, whatever. Brunet says if he'd have brought Satterfield back up to Tennessee and Clemson games after sucking ass all year. The fans would be looking for joy right now instead of having optimism. 
Yeah, I, 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 Bruin Nation, let me give you a hot take, okay? I'm going to give you a hot take. When you speak for the masses, sure. Yeah, I, I think the masses, like the approval rating wouldn't be high. I think that there's more optimism right now with New Blood, with Dabble Loggins, than there would have been had Satterfield returned. But if Satterfield would have returned after the end of the season and Shane Beamer would have come out and said, we made some adjustments, we feel as if Marcus Satterfield keeping him here is the best thing for us to continue that success. Bruin Nation, you know as well as I do, Gamecock fans would have been on board. Absolutely. And if I would have been sitting here saying, hey, this is a make or break year for Sat, either the offense is good or they got to fire him, I'd be labeled as negative. I'd be labeled as hating. I'd be labeled as, you, you know it's true. You know it's true. So the optimism is greater with Dowell Loggins. I think there'd still be optimism with Satterfield, believe it or not. At least from the people that are optimistic no matter what. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying that, like, I don't think it'd be doom and gloom. Everybody's pick, picking five and seven. Like, I, I don't see that. I don't think so. I, I really don't. I think people would have found a way to spin themselves into believing that, well, you know what? Like, Sat turned over a new leaf. It wasn't all his fault. I don't know. Just, just my take, just my opinion, Bruin Nation. I, I, I think there would have been a large majority that, or, you know, a large number that would have said, you know what? Because, I mean, the majority that I'm, listen, and, and there's nothing wrong with it, guys. The majority I'm talking about, though, is if Shane Beamer came on his pressure today and said, guys, the sky is green. Those people would say, well, the sky is green because Shane Beamer said it was so. You know what I mean? Like, and all, and, God bless him. God bless him. But so, anyways, to your point, yes, I, I think with the majority though, there's certainly more optimism with Dowell Loggins at OC than there would have been otherwise had Sat been retained. That that feels like it's obvious. Rumination. That feels like it's obvious, but I don't think it's as obvious as it should be. I don't know. Um. Anyways, guys, this show has been electric today, by the way. Really, truly. It's been a lot of fun. Ryan Cothran, appreciate you tuning in. All those who are tuning in that are new, by the way, I feel like you're, you're going to see people kind of trickle in as we get closer to kickoff, which, hey, good on you. Appreciate you. Glad to have you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Hit that bell icon so you get notifications of when we go live and we drop new video content. Also, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, The Spurs Up Show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review, by the way. Rate the show, review it, whatever. Let Tell us what you like, don't like, whatever. Appreciate all the feedback. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned for all the content as well. My guy Austin Gregory asked, uh, will we be live for the Shane Beamer presser? No, we will not. I'm going to jump off here. We're going to go tune into that and hear everything that Shane Beamer has to say. Join the Big Cock Club for sure. We'll be in there chatting about it, conversating, what have you. 
And I feel like maybe there was one other thing I wanted to get into. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, cool, guys. We're going to go ahead and end the show now because, again, Shane Beamer going live within the next minute. So we're going to go ahead and jump off here again, guys. Thank you all so much. I want to say thank you to David Nuno of Texags, Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate, all you guys for tuning in as well and making this an electric TDC here on this Thursday. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done